seems like we're, we're asking you this every single year on the week after the final regular season game, but there are reports that um, a couple of teams, specifically the Cleveland Browns, are going to be requesting permission. Uh, my question uh, to speak with you about their head coaching vacancy, a question for you is this is obviously a shortened, compressed week. How do you uh, personally manage um, the responsibility uh, of your own career uh, versus trying to get the offense ready for Saturday? No, I'm 100% fully invested in getting ready for Tennessee and, and trying to put um, our best performance of the season out there on Saturday night. Uh, and we have a lot of work to do, and that's really that's where my focus will be. That's where it's at now. Um, and it'll stay there. And that's what I. That's that's the best thing for our team. It's the best thing for me. Um, and we're one of 12 teams that have an opportunity to compete in the postseason. And um, and that's that's the only way I'll ever do it. And because you've been through this so often, does it make it easier to um, deal with this? Yeah. I mean, and and. Um, with all due respect to the question, I'm not even aware of any of that stuff at this point. So, um, you know, when that stuff uh, is presented to me or, or discussed with me or whatever, then uh, we'll deal with it appropriately. But honestly, it's pretty easy for me in terms of my formula. You know, I'm the offensive coordinator of the Patriots. You know, we have a lot of work to do. We can improve in a lot of areas to try to get ready for this week, uh, our biggest game of the year against you know, certainly the best team we've played since a postseason game. So um, our players deserve that. Our coaches deserve that. And that's what they're going to get from me. Thank you, Josh. Mm -hmm. Our next question is Henry McKenna, uh, followed by Bill Burt. Morning, Josh. Good morning. I had a question about the, the sort of receivers. Um, it's It seems like, you know, it, it can vary in terms of usage for those guys. Um, some weeks, some guys get increased roles and sometimes it's more diminished. And um, similarly with target share, how are you kind of going into the week deciding that? Uh, and maybe, you know, it changes in the game, but um, what's it like managing, managing that position and workloads and target shares, et cetera? Yeah, well, we try to, you know, each week we try to figure out um, the best way for us to approach each opponent, and every team is different. Um, the matchups each week are different. The personnel groupings that, you know, we use or uh, the way that those are going to be defended uh, by the opponent are different. Um, and, you know, we're still uh, working hard in practice evaluating you know, uh, the things we're, you know, we're doing well and the things we have confidence in, and then we try to do those in the game. So, you know, there's still an element of, you know, seeing how it, how it's done in practice and then, you know, going out there and, and making it go in the game. And at times, you know, things change in the game too. As, you know, last week, Julian goes down, Jacoby comes in and, you know, does some things, you know, and is productive in his opportunities. And, um, but, Generally speaking, we have confidence in all our guys uh, to go out there and make plays. Um, the different guys have different strengths and weaknesses and play different positions, um, and that's all. That's a good thing, you know. So, um, and the target shares. The tar here's what here's what determines target shares: how the defense plays us, 
and you know and and where we're supposed to go with the ball and that's really that's it you know and yesterday um you know for a really good chunk of the game um they chose to double team uh Julian and so certainly you know to trying to throw the ball in double coverage um you know for a majority of the day is not a good formula so you know his targets were certainly uh, limited in that regard so um you know we don't get the pick necessarily where everything is going to go um you know you put the design in and you hope that it's a <clears throat> well designed idea against um the things that you've seen them do the most of and then you know we we try to read it out and throw it to the guy that has the best chance for success on each play and um you know if we do that well you know generally speaking the ball will get shared um quite a bit and um and that's what we're we're attempting to do great thank you uh -huh. next question bill burt followed by bob sosi hey hey josh um question um from your perspective let's go back to the end of the first half yesterday um over the last 20 years, I think, even in, since you've been obviously running the offense, uh, one thing we haven't seen is, you know, when you know you have the ball at the end of the first half and then you're going to get the ball at the beginning of the second half, that's an opportunity to get a couple scores and take control of the game and so on. Yet uh, no timeout called. Uh, they get a great punt, um, and you guys try running the ball a couple times before letting the half run out. Um, that's something we probably haven't seen much of, um, maybe acquiescing to let's just go into the half and maybe, I don't know, let the defense take control of the game. What, in your, why not a little more aggressive there at the end of the first half? I think that's <clears throat> always a situation that's played, um, you know, with a lot of different factors um, that are considered. Um, you know, I never question um, coach's intuition on any of those things because he's, you know, damn near always right on everything like that. And so if the, you know, if, if we're going to try to go ahead and, you know, um, run the ball a couple times, we get a first down, you know, you call a timeout and you try to go ahead and, um, you know, use the, the last timeout or two that you have to try to get into field goal range. Uh, we've done that plenty of times as well. And, you know, we always go out there with the intent on moving the ball forward and trying to get ourselves an opportunity to score points. I mean, you know, if the, to me, what I look at is the execution. You know, so if we if we execute and and we get a first down and we gain 15 yards on a couple of plays, maybe we have an opportunity to use the timeout and go ahead and finish the finish this uh, situation. You know, um, attempting to move it into their their area to try to score some points, but. I don't I don't worry about, you know, um those other factors, you know, I we're just trying to complement, you know, what we're doing and sometimes it's best not to do that, you know. I mean, certainly there's a lot of factors that go into those decisions and Bill always takes everything into account and um you know, we had we still had an opportunity to run a couple good plays there and put ourselves in better position and we certainly had a opportunity coming out of halftime to do the same thing and we didn't get we didn't get much done in either situation. So my job is to worry about the execution and focus on what we can do better to try to be more productive, and uh, and we need to do that better. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, next question, Bob Sosi, uh, followed by Mike Reese. Uh, thanks, Stacey. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. 
morning. Uh, for the second straight week, and, and uh, it, it'll uh, join a number of other games this year where you have to go against a staff that has you know, a base of institutional knowledge with Patriot ties. But I'm curious, what makes Tennessee's defense under Dean with Mike's input as well from what you, you've seen on film and, and, and studied? What, what's unique about their defense? And are there, is there some carryover, what you, anything you can learn from these games you've played, including uh, Sunday, in terms of how you, how, how you develop a game plan and expectations of you know, how they're going to defend you based on you know, what you've seen uh, similar staffs do? Well, they certainly, uh, you know, they have an understanding of, <clears throat> you know, what we do. I don't, you know, but it's been a long time since those guys have, um, you know, we've been together on, on that stuff. But they do what they do, you know. They do it really well. Um, this is a really well-coached football team. Um, they're very disciplined. Um, they make you deal with a lot of different things. Um this is not a team that's going to play, you know, a couple coverages. They're going to spin the wheel on you, and uh, they play zone, they play man, they play blitz zone, they play blitz man, they, you know, drop eight in coverage, they play different fronts, um, they blitz a lot of different people, um, and and they do it all pretty dang on well, you know, and um, I think their formula is, to, you know, that they, they have to be confident because the way they're playing they got a lot of good players. They're very physical up front. Um, they're tough to block. Um, they play extremely hard. Um, and it's different. The scheme is different than what we just got done playing. You know, Miami's scheme is, is an apple, and this one's more of an orange. So mm -hmm. um, Dean definitely has his own. Dean and Mike have definitely uh, put their own spin on everything that they do. Um, they certainly had our number last year, um, you know, which we've seen that game already. And, um, and now we, you know, we have another opportunity to, to get ready and, and play our best game against them. So, um, it's a great challenge. Um, you know, they're certainly going to make it difficult. Uh, they do a lot and they do a lot with a lot of good players. And so, uh, we need to do a really good job of preparing on a short week, uh, similar to what we did, you know, uh, uh you know, a week ago when we got ready for Buffalo. Um, and I know our players and coaches are already hard at work getting ready to do that so it's a great challenge looking forward to it um excited about the opportunity thanks josh appreciate it yep and uh, we're actually going to jump over and make a doug kide the last question here go ahead doug hi josh uh it seems like the kill harry's like the number of touches he receives in a given game is capped out around four at this point could you see a, a situation where a young player like mckeel could take on a bigger role even if it's in the playoffs when teams are that much more important um, and, and just mean so much more? Sure, sure. Um, um, yeah, I mean, look, Nikhil, uh, Nikhil's been in the game much more as we've kind of, uh, you know, moved forward here the last so many weeks, and um, he's improved every week. Uh, he's practiced well, uh, and he's made plays when he's had his opportunities, and um, almost made a spectacular catch there in the red zone yesterday too. So, um, look, we don't, we certainly don't discriminate when it gets to this time of the year about you know what we want to do and where we want to do it, you know who we want to do it with. Um, at this time of the year, I don't really think, you know, uh, I don't really look at playoff experience or 
all the rest of that stuff as being as important as how we perform and what we do on Saturday night. And you know, I don't really care, you know, about, you know, age and all the rest of that stuff. So, you know, whether it's a younger player or a player with a lot of experience, uh, what we need is a great week of preparation and practice and go out there and we need to perform, you know, because, you know, it doesn't, trying doesn't matter, experience doesn't matter, uh, what matters is results and um, the guys are going to work really hard to put themselves in position to go out there and do good things on Saturday night and we're going to try to do it the best we can with uh, everybody that's active uh, for the game on Saturday. Thank you, Josh. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Josh. Thanks, guys.